Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report, a brand new show for a brand new day. This day is Thursday. It's the 10th of... Are you curious to know? It's the 10th of Pornovember. Poor November. Poor November. It's almost like you're saying poor November. It's porno November. <laughs> it's poor November. Poor November. Mm-hmm. Jesus, what is being done to her? Pleasure. That is. If you've never heard that sound before, Eddie, that may be more on you. Very. That may be loud. more on you it's than very, it is on no, her. No. That's all I'm saying. She seems like she's in distress. I'm just saying. Come on. And before angry people start emailing me, hey, you know, it's not cool. I listen to the show at work with the speakers turned up to 27. <laughs> it's, I'm not, it's not my job to protect your co-workers' ears from offensive audio. Yeah. Invest in some buds. It's a podcast. That's right. right? It's going to be saucy sometimes. It's supposed to be earbuds involved. That's right. So don't play it where other people can hear it. That's all I got to say. Oh, uh, the year, by the way, yeah, 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 is yeah. 2022, year of science. Science! Oh, hell, science. It is right to give science thanks and praise, just like it's right for you to be listening to The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. When I laugh, it squeaks. That's right. <laughs> Eddie's talking about his penis yesterday when he laughs, it just squeaks. Oh, you Speaking moved my chair which, back. I got the old chair back. You got back. the old chair I didn't back. I didn't notice. And do a little uh, wiggle action on there. Oh, how about Look that? Look at that. Did you WD-40 it? Smooth as silk. What'd you do? I broke it down. Lubed it up? Every little piece came apart, and I lubed it, and mm. I retightened all the uh, screws and the whatnots and the badgers and the You're flim-flams. Regular Tim Allen. Everything has been uh, re-fastened and retightened. This is great. I can so, move around look, and not ruin look, the show. Look at that. Silence. <laughs> yesterday was really bad. It was really bad. It was bad. really bad. Really bad. And I wasn't even moving. But now... Now I'm just like... Now we're back in shape. Success! Success! We've done it! We've done it! Don't tell me I can't do something. So handy. I'm so handy. So handy. Especially with myself. Hey, tonight, kids, 7 p.m., it is our live four-star general watch party. And I know yesterday, all right, let, let me let me okay. spread everything out. All right. We had a problem with Crowdcast last week. Version two. Version two. People couldn't get in, and right. they were frustrated, right. and they were uh, Rightfully under, so. understandably yes. uh, wanting to know what's going on. So we got into a long conversation with the folks at Patreon, the folks at Crowdcast, and Crowdcast has at this point at least, said it's, yeah, it's on us. It's our bad. Okay. We got it. We got a, a interface problem with Patreon with the new version, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. hinky, 
and we're trying to work it out and we don't have specific answers for you at this point. Mm -hmm. So I said, I said to myself, I said, yeah, I have to do a live show for the you four do. stars. I'm just going to do it via Zoom. Okay. But there's no way to facilitate a, a, a general membership specific crowd to a Zoom. Okay. If you give out the link, anybody who gets the Zoom link can watch. Anyone. So I thought, let's open it up to the entire garden. Right. All right. Flash to yesterday. Okay. Crowdcast comes back to me and says, you know, if you want, you can set up your live stream using version one. You can go back to the old oh, version, you can. which worked. Okay. So I'm going to try, I'm going to set it up with version one. Okay. So I sent out the link yesterday for version one. Right. However, I've I can't quite take it back. Well, yeah, toothpaste out of the tube. To the rest yeah. of the Garmy saying, oh, never mind. You're not able to join us. Psych. So you should have. Oh, so, come on. No, that would be cruel. <laughs> so, November Fools. So what I'm gonna do is <laughs> we're gonna try it via Crowdcast, old school Crowdcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it will be open to all. Yeah. All are welcome. Okay, nice. And nice, more nice. importantly, one of the reasons I wanted to use Crowdcast is they record it for us. So you can go back to that link and watch it, the right. video, if you if aren't you so able choose. to attend. Yes. With Zoom, I would have had to record it, yeah. then post it separately, either on YouTube right. or Vimeo that, or that Patreon. Would take minutes. Of your day. It would take Just longer than that. Minutes. Longer than that. Twenty skippy of minutes. guy who shows up and sits in his not squeaky <laughs> chair and just talks. So I figured it would be best to go with Crowdcast, and so that's what we're going to do. But right. all are welcome. You can come in and join and see what the four stars see once a week. And then maybe if you're so inclined, you say, hey, you know what? That's a, that's a pretty yeah. nifty thing to have access Kick to. Kick the tires on the four stars. That's right. Bit. So that's what's going to happen tonight at 7 p.m. The link was sent out last night. You should have all received it in your mailboxes. All are welcome. And if you don't, can't catch it, you can go back and watch the video replay. There you go. Uh, great show, by the way, today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Uh, Thursdays are always fun because of Ralph Sex University. Uh we get sexy up in this joint mm. and we take a look at human sexuality uh, via through the prism of the esteemed institute of learning that is ralph sex yes. university yes. it's a fun one today it's not too serious oh, good. we're keeping it light light nice. light and fluffy today um what else we got entertainment news of course mm -hmm. your phone calls on deck all that ahead of us here on the ralph report um uh, before i get any further can i just say Yesterday, I had an experience that taught me we have a serious dumb people problem in this country. We do. And I'm not talking about the election. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm veering away from politics. Good. But it just struck me that, are we getting dumber? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. How is that possible? I, maybe we, I don't think we were that bright to begin with. We're just more aware of each other now. I beg to differ. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Certainly in a world where we have access to all of the information in the world at our fingertips, yeah. you would think the median intelligence level would be on the rise. But when you get that much information that easily, you can get lazy and then just know it's there without ever having to work for it. So maybe that... that I think the problem a... is bigger than that. Really? Yeah. I want to tell you what happened to me yesterday. Okay. I'm getting my cataract. Oh, removed. yeah. That's, Cataract. That, that's coming. Removed. They're going to blast it, right? Uh, well, they did. Blast I your learned, eyeball. I learned more about this procedure maybe than I wanted to know, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> um, your lens of your eye, I didn't know this, sits in a bag. 
in your eye. Okay. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. It's that. not just out there for I anyone nothing to, of the eyeball. to swipe your lens. Some yeah. guy just kind of come along and take your lens. Yeah. It's in a protective bag okay. inside your eye. That's good. So what they do is they make an incision in the bag. I don't like that. Inside your eye. Nope. And then they shatter that lens. Mm-hmm. And then they flush it out and uh, suction it out, okay. the bits and pieces. And then they take a super flexible uh, artificial lens yeah. and they fold it up into like a little uh, roll and then and they stuff it into that incision <laughs> in the bag. And then once it's in the bag, it pops open and it settles into place and you got a brand new lens. How does in any your of that work? It's fucking magic. Who thought of that? It's a miracle of science. Who's someone like, hey, try that on me? So that's what I'm going to be going through. But before you do that, you have to go to your ophthalmologist and you have to go through a long, lengthy procedure and series of tests and measurements so they can prescribe the specific lens that's right for your eye because everybody's eye is different. Of course. So I go into the ophthalmologist's office yesterday Uh and I meet this very pleasant young female doctor who's already exasperated. Oh no! She's long day for her. Had and it's in the morning, oh. and she's had an ass full. <laughs> but she's desperately trying to be as pleasant as she can, and yeah. she says to me, "Okay, we have a lot of tests to go through today, and you're going to get very tired of me saying, blink, open your eye. I have a lot of specific instructions, <laughs> but just bear with me." I'm like, "What? What have I done to cheese this woman off already?" <laughs> just your face. <laughs> it's just my face. Just your face does it to people. So. We there's like six machines you have to go on. Yeah, six different machines with that take different measurements and tests of your mm-hmm. eyeball. How long it is, the girth, right, the hardness, mm-hmm. all the all those measurements that mm-hmm. you care about. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm I sit down. You put your chin on the thing. That's computer stuff and everything. She goes, Oh, okay, we got that one. Let's go to the next. So we go to the next machine. But and we knock it out in yeah, like yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So she put some drops in my eyes to uh, dilate them so the doctor can look. Okay. She goes, please just sit in the seating area outside the little room of technology, uh-huh. and he'll be with you in a second. And I was like, okay. I said, that wasn't so bad at yeah, all. Seems easy. But while I was sitting there waiting for my eyes to dilate, waiting to meet with the doctor, mm-hmm. I got to sit through three other patients going through that room. Oh. And I found out why... <laughs> This poor woman was at her wit's end. What? This is what I heard <laughs> re- re- repeatedly coming through the door. Okay, and I need you to blink and open your eye real wide, okay? No, no, you got to open your eye. No, don't blink anymore. I asked you not to blink. Just open your eye. Okay, now look at the look at the green dot. You're looking up. You're looking up at the ceiling. I just need you to look at the green. No, you're looking down. <laughs> These weren't children. No. These were adults. These are grown-ass people. My and God. Eddie, I'm not shitting you. <laughs> One was as bad as the other in listening <sighs> to simple fucking instructions from one grown up to another, them telling you exactly what to do and how <sighs> to do it, and how people just couldn't process the things they were being just asked simple. to do. Simple instructions could not be followed. Oh, yeah. And I could hear her dying a little bit inside with every <laughs> test that she took. What I knocked out in eight minutes, 25, 30 minutes oh my God. with these patients. And it wasn't one, it wasn't two. I heard three before I was called into the office to meet with the doctor. Oh, my God. And I understand people are skittish. They have eye issues or they, they don't like things being near their face or yeah. whatever. I take, took all of that into consideration. But if someone's saying to you, okay, open your eye wide and look at the green dot. Yeah. And you're looking up at the ceiling. 
there's a bigger problem there than you just <laughs> having some phobia about somebody touching. First of all, you know what a green dot is. It's it was Let's get a baseline of green dot. I was more frustrated than I think the doctor was by the end of. You should have gone in there and yelled at him. God damn it! Just look straight ahead. She probably would have appreciated. Open it. your fucking eyes. <laughs> Now, Listen were they, to a woman. Were they blowing air into your no, eyes? No, they don't even do that. They don't anymore. even do that. They're just you just have to look at it. This was, and this wasn't even that wow. test. That's a glaucoma test. They test your pressure inside yeah. your eyeball. This was simply just looking, looking forward. Green dot in the thing. Look at it. Blink. Get uh. your eyes moist. And then you have to hold them open for three seconds while it gets a photograph of your eye. Could not a child could have done what they were asking. Yeah, we're we're a sorry bunch, the human race. Just. Pay goddamn attention, people. No, they don't. Anyway, so I'm getting my uh, sack removed. You're getting your sack cut. And I'm getting my sack cut. And, and then, then blasted. My lens is being removed. <laughs> next next week? Tuesday, you two, said, right? No, no, the 22nd. Okay. Yeah, so we'll be we'll be dark Oh, uh, the, the following Wednesday, I guess. Okay. I won't be able to prepare a show because gotcha. I'll be in surgery. Gotcha. So we'll talk, talk more about the schedule when we get back. Right. But I just need to share my frustration. Oh, that sounds awful. All right, let's turn to some people who aren't awful. And that's the Garmy members. We love it when you reach out to us. So many folks love to leave their voicemail messages on the Ralph Report hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you. All you got to do is dial up the number 1833. Hi, Ralph. Then you can leave your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that's on your mind. I love to listen to your voicemails. I listen to them all. And then I grab a handful and we put them here in Garmy on the line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Blah, 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 blah. Hey, you know, we got a live show coming up. Speaking I've heard. of things coming up. I've heard of that. The last thing I will see before my eye surgery will be the shiny, happy faces of the Garmy <laughs> filling up Flappers Comedy Club oh. on the, I want to say, 19th? 19th, Saturday the 19th. Saturday the 19th. Tickets are already sold out. Sorry, kids, if oh, you wanted man. to go. But we may have one available. What? Hey, it's Bridget. Um, wondering if you could help me out here. I had bought a ticket for the live show that you guys are doing this month. And I just can't swing making it out there just because it's, you know, a quick weekend and like the prices are fucking out of this world. So, and it, and it's right before the fucking holidays. So I have a ticket for your live show that I can't use. And I'd rather that ticket get used than sit around and do nothing. So if you know of anybody who is looking for a ticket, can't afford a ticket, needs an extra ticket, whatever, Hook them up with me, and I'll somehow get them the fucking ticket so this way it doesn't go unused, okay? I just, I don't want it to sit there empty. I want as many fucking people to enjoy the live show as I would if I was fucking there. Anyway, LMSB. So fucking Bridget from fucking Long Island can't make the show, and she's just willing to give someone wow. her ticket. Well, good for whoever gets it. Sweet lady. So yes. if you'd like to uh, go and you're interested in a single free ticket, why don't you reach out to me, write me an email, ralph at the ralphreport.com, put ticket in the subject line. Obviously, I'm just going to have to go with the first person yes. that reaches me, and I will uh, send it on to Bridget, and you guys can work it out. And don't be afraid to go alone, because no. you won't be alone. You're never alone with the Garmy. By the end of the show, you'll have made a ton of new friends. Yeah. You'll be invited to several weddings. Probably be through three or four fights. That's right. You'll have to break up a couple between me and Eddie. <laughs> 
<laughs> it'll it'll be a blast and you'll enjoy yourself. So Eddie's right. Don't be afraid to go alone uh, because uh, people always make friends yes, with they these do. things. All right. So much stuff to watch on television. We were just talking about that last week, that show A Million Little Things yeah. that was on the air for five seasons that I never knew existed right. until they canceled it. It's just too much television. There's too much. So occasionally we feature a segment here in the uh, Garmy on the Line calls where we say, hey, what you watching? Hey, what you watching? So what the what you watching? What you watching? So what the what you watching? 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 Hey, Ralph, it's Bob from San Pedro here with a uh, what you watching? Just finished watching the first season of Reboot on Hulu, and I really hope that there's a second season because this show is fucking fantastic. Uh, it's a comedy about a comedy that gets an old comedy that's get rebooted, and it's ridiculously funny. The writing's super smart. Uh, the jokes can be broad. Or really quick and subtle, and um, and the cast is perfect. You got uh, Judy Greer, uh, Keegan Michael Key, Johnny Knoxville, Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser's never been funnier. Um, so yeah, it, it, it just finished the first season, so you can binge it now on Hulu, which is it's pretty binge worthy. Um, God, there's a particular scene where Keegan Michael Key is playing basketball with some 14 year olds and he goes into a trash talking mode that scene is just pee your pants funny so um yeah reboot watch it LMB thank you Bob reboot reboot that sounds awesome yeah, I saw I've seen the posters for it around town I haven't watched it though uh yeah. clever idea with everything being rebooted brought yeah. back like full house became fuller house yeah. Premises, apparently, there's an old 80s or 90s sitcom that yeah. they bring back the original cast, but now everybody's a little bit right. older. The kid star has grown up and stuff. And, Sounds like uh, a funny idea. It does sound like a funny idea. I will check that out, Bob. Thanks for the suggestion. Eddie and I yesterday were talking about the, your PSA test, speaking of medical uh -huh. issues, making sure that you don't have an elevated PSA, which indicates the potential, if not presence, of prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. But we didn't want to ignore the fact that the good old finger exam is still a thing. <laughs> that gave Nathan an idea. Hi, Ralph. Um, Nathan, uh, one-star general from the UK here. I mean, if, if I'm not the only one saying this, and that's ridiculous, because you and Eddie talking about getting the finger from the doctor yesterday is kind of a perfect drunk thought, probably for the both of you. But anyway, love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs> Two drunk guys sitting at a bar talking about the benefits of a digital prostate exam? Yes, please. Look I close. can't see that close-up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's and Ralph's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. <laughs> but don't forego the uh, finger, by the no, way. That's eh. the that's the cherry on the... Uh, Sunday. <laughs> I always ask for the finger several times. I asked for two. I asked for it at the dentist, which is, <laughs> which is sometimes both confusing and troubling. Especially when you do it yourself in that chair. <laughs> to the dentist. 
But I, uh, I always take every opportunity to make sure my prostate gets checked out. And you should too. Oh, it just if even of a friend or a stranger, yeah, family member, anybody, just have them uh, check you out, and make sure is everything go, is okay. If they love you, they'll do it. That's how I feel. We should put a new, uh, new publicity pl- program together for prostate PSA? cancer. PSA. PSA for PSA. If someone loves you. They'd be willing to stick their finger up your ass and check your prostate. <laughs> Do it at the holiday season. It's the perfect time. Everyone's gathered around the Thanksgiving dinner hey. table. Yeah. Or uh, before you open presents on Christmas morning. When you're sitting there eating, just hand to the right. <laughs> Do it around the table. Everybody. <laughs> you can say grace in a brand new way. Instead of everyone <laughs> grabbing each other's hands. Lean to the right. <laughs> just, just everyone spread a cheek. Give thanks that you don't have prostate cancer. <laughs> Brought to you by the Prostate Cancer Awareness mm. Foundation. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. Speaking of awareness, yeah. did you know today is the birthday of the United States Marines? Ah, November 10th, the birthday of the Marines. Will, one of our beloved Garmy members who is a, a proud member of the Corps, called in to remind us. Hey, Ralph and Eddie, Will from Chicago. Just wanted to call in and uh, mention that today is November 10th, uh, the birthday of my beloved Marine Corps, uh, born in a bar in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Tavern. I would like to say happy birthday to all of my Marines and uh, listen to the Commandant's message. Enjoy your cake. Party away. Smoking lamp is lit, gentlemen. Thank you. Love you. Mean it. Bye. From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, we fight our country's battles in the air on land and sea. First we fight for right and freedom, and to keep our honor clean. We are proud to claim the Thank you to all the maroons. Mar- maroons. Maroons, man. Come on. What a maroon. Jesus. <laughs> to all the Marines out there in the Garmy, <laughs> thank you for your service. I know we got several. And uh, born in Philadelphia. I don't know if you missed I, that part. I, or I, not. I heard that one. So you're yeah. welcome for the Marines. Best friend from high school was a oh. Marine. A lot of famous people were Marines. Yeah. Uh, some you obviously know of, like Rob Riggle's been very yes. public about his service. Yes. Some you may not know, however. Hmm. I was surprised to know that Drew Carey was a Marine. Did you know that? I remember hearing that. Yeah, I remember he was in the armed service. I know it was Marines. I know he was in the armed services. Though. He uh, served in the Marine Corps Reserves from 1980 through 1986. Let's forget those famous glasses. And that famous haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Montel Williams, who, of course, yeah, was a talk show host for a long time. Yeah. He was a, a former Marine. Gene Hackman. Rosie. Was a oh, Marine. Cool. Enlisted at the age of 16, That's, despite being underage. seems young. Steve McQueen, the king of cool himself, was a Marine. He got busted down to private seven different times oh my God. for acting up. I don't think Steve McQueen and Authority probably were a good mix. Yeah. Adam Driver, of course, famously a Marine. Yeah, I knew that one. Ted Williams, the baseball star, was a Marine as well. Well, he had to, right? Didn't they go World War II? They had to fight, right? Um, didn't Ted Williams get called to service? I think he of... joined the military. I oh. think he signed up. Okay. 
He spent two years as an aviator in the Navy, and then he earned a commission in the Marine Corps and switched okay. uh, services. Ed McMahon was a Marine. I didn't know that. Harvey Keitel was a Marine. Really? And this is the one that really surprised me and is the inspiration for today's happy hit. Shaggy. Shaggy was a Marine? Jamaican-born hip-hop artist Shaggy <laughs> came to the United States when he was 18 to begin his music career, and he needed income, so he joined the Marines at the age of 20. Wow. Had to go off to the Gulf War, by the way. Wow, he's a vet. Wow. He is a vet. And then when he got out of the service, he recommitted himself to making music. So who knew Shaggy was a Marine? Wow. In honor of the Marine's birthday, what more appropriate happy hit could we play than It Wasn't Me by Shaggy about a guy boning another woman and getting caught by his girlfriend and denying all responsibility. What says Marines more than that? Here's today's happy hit from Marine Corps member Shaggy. Yo, man. Yo. Open up, man. Yo, what you want, man? My girl just caught me. You made her catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. But who? The girl next door, you know? I don't know what to do. So it wasn't you. All right. So your villa, just for sun, a witness all of your clean of your pillar. You better watch your back before she turn into a killer. Just review the situation that you call the pinna. To be a true player, you have to know how to play. If she say a night, convince her, say a day. Never admit to a word where she say. And if she claim a you tell her baby, no way. But she got me on the counter. It wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. It wasn't me. She even got me on camera. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. Wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder. Wasn't me. She stayed until it was over. Semper Fi. Semper Fi. Indeed. Thanks to everybody who called in. You too can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, as you can imagine, you would have to call me. Call me. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Hey, you know what, Eddie Pence? What? Everyone is born. Oh, yeah? But not everyone truly lives. Mm. But these people mm-hmm. who we celebrate their birthdays throughout history on November 10th, they were born to be alive. Born. 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 Born to be alive. 
just realized yeah, a week from today right. will be November 17th, oh. which is my birthday. Wow. For the first time in Ralph Report history, <clears throat> I'll be able to see what famous people throughout history oh. share my birthday. Wow. It's very exciting. You were born to be alive that I day. I was born to be alive, as was Martin Luther, born on this day in 1483. The German theologian, of course, a key figure in the Protestant Reformation, pissed off a lot of Catholics. Yeah. Because he said, no, I'm going to do things my own way. I'm going to have my own religion. I shall call it Lutheranism. <laughs> Named it after himself. He did. That's good. Yes. Uh, John Beavis was born on Beavis. This <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> 18, excuse me, 1695, famous British physician and astronomer, he discovered the Crab Nebula. Oh, the old Crab Nebula. The Crab yeah. Nebula. Looking through a telescope, good for him. You say that every time, but no just, one had ever discovered it. Just, okay, no one had seen it before. No one just pointed the telescope that <laughs> He way. was the first. Now, if he built the telescope, wow, kudos. It's in the uh, the Taurus constellation, oh, if yes. I'm not mistaken, is where you can find the Crab Nebula. Okay. Gotcha. Buddy of mine got the Crab Nebula after spring break. Gotta be careful. One summer. Daytona Beach. Special uh, shampoo you gotta get after that. <laughs> uh, 1730, Oliver Goldsmith, Irish novelist and, of course, dramatist. His most famous play, Eddie Pence. I'm sure you remember that comedy that uh, Oliver Goldsmith. Oh, yeah. It's it's yellow and it burns. <laughs> no. She Stoops to Conquer. Stoops to Conquer? Yes. I see what she's doing. A comedy that uh, is the only play from the 18th century that's still regularly performed. Oh. It's famous. Never heard of it. You ever heard of the phrase, ask me no questions, I'll tell you no lies? No. Never heard that phrase? Never heard that phrase until just now. It's a very famous phrase. Not in my circles. That comes from this play. Not in my circles. Uh, actually, another uh, author named John O'Keefe wrote a sequel oh. in 1778 to okay. She Stoops to Conquer. Do you have any idea what that name was? And Swallows to Finish? No. Tony Lumpkin in Town. was the Tony name Lumpkin? Tony Lumpkin, yes. <laughs> Sounds like a chode. George Jennings, born on this day in 1810. You know how I feel about the 1800s. Oh, yeah. I'm so angry about it. <laughs> so many goddamn so inventions. Many inventions make God so, damn it. So angry about it. I'm angry it. because if I had been around the 1800s, I would have invented so oh, much cool shit. If you hadn't been so angry about how no inventions were being made. But I would have been spurred on by that anger to put on my thinking cap and come up with some inventions. Angry scientists. Instead of these, these people. George Jennings... He invented the first public flush toilet. <laughs> public? Yes. <laughs> hey, that comes in handy. You should... What? You know when you what? went to Macy's after we had that yeah. chip and you were yeah. about to explode? I wasn't about to. I did. <laughs> there wouldn't have been a public flush toilet if it wasn't for George Jennings. Yeah, but that would have been more of a Macy's problem <laughs> than an Eddie problem. <laughs> yeah. so. It would have been cleanup in <laughs> menswear at Macy's. <laughs> That would have been, been so much a problem for me as Macy's. <laughs> 1868, Gichin Fanakoshi. Gichin. Japanese martial artist, father of Shotokan Karate-do. Okay. He started uh, Shotokan Karate. Okay. Claude Rains, a great British actor, of course, played the Invisible Man famously. He was also in Casablanca mm -hmm. as Louis. Louis, this looks like the start of a beautiful friendship. Yes, Rick. 
born on this day in 1889. Okay. Carl W. Stalling was born on this day in 1891. Is that name familiar to you at all? Carl W. Stalling. You've seen it your whole goddamn life. I have. It's been right in front of your face. Really? Yes. Where? He was the American film composer who did all the scores for all the Warner Brothers Looney Tune and Merry oh, Medley really? cartoons. Worked for Warner Brothers, averaging one complete live orchestra score each week oh for 22 years. Wow. Right? Damn. That's impressive. Hilariously funny using music, sometimes only music. I mean, there were Warner Brothers cartoons that introduced all of us sometimes to classical music or opera, and we didn't even Flight know we were being exposed stuff like to that. it. Yeah, for sure. Barber of Seville. Yeah. <laughs> How about a nice close shave? Teach your whiskers to behave. Lots of lather, lots of soap. Please hold still, don't be a dope. Now we're ready for the scraping. There's no use to try escaping. Yell and scream and rant and rave. It's no use, you need a shave. Bugs Bunny there, the yeah. rabbit of Seville. Speaking of composers, Billy May, orchestra leader and composer for television, born on this day in 1916, wrote all the original music for Mod Squad, did the uh, scoring for Batman, the TV series, The mm -hmm. Green Hornet as okay. well. Also, the man responsible for the classic 1967 Batgirl theme from the Batman show. Batgirl, 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 Batgirl. Where do you come from? Where do you go? What is your scene, baby? We just gotta know. What is your scene, baby? Is, we just gotta know. It seems like you put a lot of effort into that. <laughs> That's a good one right there. <laughs> Russell Johnson, American television and film actor, probably best known for his role as the professor on Gilligan's Island, born on this day in 1924. Richard Burton, another great actor, Welsh stage and screen actor, born in South Wales on this day in 1925. Yes, there's only said there was one, and I tried to go. Yes. 1928, Ennio Morricone. Hey, uh, I'm going to write you so much good music for your movie, you're going to poop your panties, he said famously. <laughs> famously. Yes. Uh, worked famously with Sergio Leone. Yeah. Uh, amazing in Italian. I say this every time, but it's crazy to me that he created some of the most iconic American Western themes of all time coming out of those spaghetti yep, westerns. for sure. <laughs> Roy Scheider, great American actor from Jaws, The French Connection, Marathon Man. And Roy Scheider, all that jazz. What a great performance in all that jazz. One of those guys, when you saw him in a movie, you were able to relax and sit back because you knew you'd be in yeah. good hands because this guy just made the movie better simply by being When I think it. of movies like the late 70s, early 80s, I think Gene Hackman and Roy Scheider. Yeah, two icons. Yeah. 1932, he was born on this day. 1933, great American musician and songwriter Mac Rice was born... Some great R&B tunes came off of his pen, like Respect Yourself and this classic, first done by the great Wilson Pickett. Mustang Sally. Guess you better slow your Mustang down. Oh, yeah. Mustang Eddie. <laughs> Not anymore. Guess you gotta tow your Mustang around. <laughs> Parody song in the making there. 1947, Greg Lake, British rock vocalist and bassist for King Crimson initially, but then went on to make up one third of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. He was born on this day in 1947. Ooh, what a lucky 
Ronnie Hammond of the Atlanta Rhythm Section, born in 1950. I am so into you, I can't think of nothing else. Roland Emmerich, German film producer and director, born in 1955 on this day. That's the guy who made one good movie, Independence Day. Yeah. And then they said, all right, we'll just let him make every bad movie Whatever he, he wants, wants and we'll never stop for him. For the rest of his life. He can be as awful as he wants. <laughs> he can do the day after tomorrow. He oh, can do Godzilla. Fuck. Oh, God. He can do just the most god-awful. I mean, those two right there should end your career. They should have pulled his ticket easily oh. after one, if not both, of those films. Man. But he's still out there making movies. Man. Unbelievable. 1958, George Lowe. We've talked before about great voice actors who had a lot of different roles. Mm -hmm. George Lowe, very talented guy, only really ever had one role. Played Space Ghost in Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, so good. But what a great turn, so right? So good. He's brilliant on that show. I remember when he had Adam West on as a guest. Come on, I need your superpowers. Uh, I have none. What? No, I'm just a little crazy, obsessed with fighting crime, but uh, I have no superpowers. So your whole life is a lie. Wherever I find it, I fight crime, and there is a crime here today, I say. No kidding. <laughs> so great. <laughs> Neil Gaiman, great writer of graphic novels, films, and fiction, 1960. He was born on this day. Mike McCarthy, American football coach. Oh, yeah. With the Green Bay Packers, of course. And now the Boo. Dallas Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> this day in 1963. Vanessa Angel, English actress and model. She was on the TV version of Weird Science. Remember they made a TV series? I do not remember it? that. Oh, yeah. I remember it. Was it good? My penis remembers well, okay. it. Okay. She was also in Kingpin as well. Okay. 1966. She was born on this day. And speaking of football, Dante Stallworth. American wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints for best part of his career. Born on this day in 1980. All right, you know, we do at this point, we find a food related to someone who was born on this day, and we run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if he'd be willing to eat that food, or hell, at the very least, <laughs> stick it up his ass, and then pull it out. Ah. <laughs> it's Eddie at the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner table this year. <laughs> uh, we, how, do we, how do we know if he's going to eat it? Many people may ask me. Not yeah, many people, no. but some people may ask me. Well, it's pretty simple. We pull the handle of this thing we have called the Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. The reels go round and round, and when they stop, if they match, jackpot. that means Eddie will eat the food. However, if they're mismatched, <laughs> that means he won't eat mm -mm, the food. Mm -mm. So much easier than just asking him. It's We right. have to pull the handle of this elaborate scientific machine. Content. Because you don't know if you can be trusted. I don't know if Eddie can be trusted. We know this no. machine has been scientifically proven. It knows me better than I know myself. Exactly. All right. On this day in 1793, Dr. Jared Kirtland was born. Okay. Physician, naturalist, botanist, teacher, and most importantly, he was an, an amateur of yeah. fruit. Fruit? Fruity? Fruitcake? Average, amateur fruitcake? Fruit farmer. Fruit farmer. Fruit farmer. Raised fruit. <laughs> he raised them to adulthood, then sent them off to college. No one raises fruit. Yes, you, you do. You grow fruit. Oh, you grow fruit. Okay. You raise what do you, it. What do you do? What do you raise? 
children, animals. So if he is a, if he was like had cattle, you say yeah, he raised, you raised cattle. You don't grow cattle. You grow fruit. Right. You raise cattle. He was a fruit farmer. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Mm. But more than that, he was responsible for a plethora. A plethora. <laughs> Would you say I have a plethora <laughs> of hybrid fruits? He created new strains of fruit. Smashed them together. No, he didn't smash them, the them together. He would splice the trees together and create new fruit that shared characteristics of existing fruits, yeah. but brand new strains of fruits that no one had ever seen before. Made a banana fuck a pineapple. He made... That's what he did. No. He developed new kinds of apples, mm -hmm. new kinds of plums. Okay. Six varieties of pears that we're still eating today, by the six way. Six varieties. Yes. And 26 different varieties of cherries. That's too many cherries. Jared Kirtland was America's first breeder of cherries, leading him to get the nickname Cherry King, which is my nickname back in high school. Cherry King? Way. Yes. Um, the finest of Kirtland's cherries was named for his daughter, Mary. Oh, my God. The Mary Cherry. That was his prize cherry. It was prize cherry. Mary. It was unusual for its salmon pink flesh. Mm -hmm. that okay. This is his daughter he's talking about, right? That was visible through the skin of oh. the cherry, which gave it a very unusual almost living appearance. This guy had problems. Cherry fans would say. You don't name that after your daughter. It's also known for its most delicate taste. Oh, yeah, you don't. What is it? Fuck. This, he was the original farmer's daughter guy, right? The Mary Cherry, named after his daughter, Fucking weird, was man. the most delicious and pink of all of his cherries that so he created. So weird that you would do that. <laughs> but he created He's a weirdo. 25 other cherries that we still know Love and enjoy we today. We could have six and be fine. No, we, we need all the cherries. 26 cherries. So today's food in question is cherries. One of nature's best fruity snacks. Give me a bowl of cold Bing cherries on a summer afternoon, and I'm just chomping and spitting seeds all day long. But it's not about me. No, it's never about me. It's always about Eddie Pence. Is he eating cherries? It's only one way for us to find out. Let's pull that handle. Oh, go away. We're not yet, Jackpot. You got to wait until we pull the handle. Here we go. One cherry, two cherries, three. Oh, my God. I don't really care for cherries. Cherries are no. nature's candy. No, I don't really like them that much. I could eat a, a five pounds of cherries <laughs> I would, no, if, at I, a sitting. In a fruit basket, I would. cherries would probably be right up there. With, it would be the one of the last things I picked out of a fruit basket. Do you ever have a bowl of cold Bing cherries? I never Those have. real dark red, no. crisp no. cherries with no. the stem and pull it off like and you cherries. chew it up. I don't like cherries. You, don't, you never even had them. You just told I me you never had, that, had I've them. had a bowl of crisp Bing cherries. <laughs> I've had cherries on Sundays where I've taken them off. That's like a maraschino Whatever. cherry. I don't, there's 26 different versions of cherries. The real fruit cherry, the real cherry. What's the, is that the Bing cherry? It's amongst the 26 say, different kinds we have. What's just a basic cherry? A Bing. A, a Bing. I, I would say the most popular best-selling cherry is the probably Bing cherry. the Bing. That's the real dark red one you see in the produce section of your supermarket. Nah, We're not talking about maraschino cherries. It's well, barely cherry, even a cherry. It's all cherries. It's not. They're all cherries. They're all very different. I don't want any of them. You do though. I don't. That's my point. Not is a, I don't want cherries. You would you would lose your nut over I a cherry. Nut over a cherry. <laughs> Unlike that fucking freaky farmer who nutted over. You his leave daughter. Jared Kirtland out of yeah. this. Yeah, Mary's one cherry. Of my, one of my heroes. Weirdo. Oh well. Sadly, no. 
Eddie Pence is not born to be alive. Born to be alive. All right, let's take a look now at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Ah, this is dark and disturbing. What? Warren Beatty's being sued by a woman who accuses him of coercing her into sex when she was 14 oh, years old. Oh, my God. In 1973, when she was a minor. Oh. She filed the lawsuit under Defendant Doe and interestingly never refers to him by name in the lawsuit. Huh. She describes her the perpetrator in her lawsuit as a renowned and well-known actor and producer who was nominated for an Academy Award in 1967 for his role as Clyde in Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> Seems pretty specific. Very specific. <laughs> uh, apparently, she was able to open this up because there's a California law now that allows a three-year window for people to file claims of sexual abuse that would otherwise be barred by the statute of limitations. Mm -hmm. So she was able to actually uh, file this lawsuit. She says he was 35. Oh, my God. She was 14 years old. So fucking gross. And he gave her her number and instructed her to call him. And then eventually uh, they had uh, a sexual relationship over a period of time. Months, by the way. So, oh, so if this indeed is true, I hope she gets whatever yeah, she possibly can. can. Hell, that's true. As you can imagine, she said it screwed her up uh, yeah, for life. I would imagine. I can't imagine any amount of money will correct that. But no. seems like some... Some penalty should be paid. Something. Right. This made me happy. Adidas has announced they're going to keep selling Yeezys, the uh, sneaker that Kanye West designed. Oh, yeah? But here's the best part. What? Uh, they're going to change the name, <gasps> and he doesn't get any of the proceeds. Oh, that's even better. Because it was a work for hire. He was a creative consultant, so they have all the trademark and all the designs <laughs> and all of the property is theirs. <laughs> So they continue to sell his shoes. That's awesome. Change the name. That's awesome. And make millions that he will see nothing of, but wow. also the torture of him seeing those shoes being sold without his ego being attached oh. to them will be something that will make I him love nuts. love it. So that made me very I happy. I love it. Yeah. Dave Batista. Oh. I like him. He's great. He's a great actor, but he seems like a really good guy, a great too. wrestler, too. Oh, my God. Was he a wrestler? You did? Batista. Yes. I know him as the Galaxy of the Guardian dude. Guardian of the, Guardians of the Galaxy. No, he was a former WWE champion. Was he? Yes. He was a champion? Yeah, world I champion. I think I would have heard about oh that. Oh, my that God. Dave case. Batista? I Triple know. H found him as a, he was a, a Dora, like a bouncer at a DC nightclub. because He's from the DC area. Hmm. And when they would go travel to, into DC for shows, that's where he met him. And he brought him in. He was such a big fucking dude. He's like, hey, you could probably be a wrestler. And he went and started wrestling. And he ended up being the champion? Several times. Huh? Several times. I'm. I think I would have. Are you heard kidding about me? That, that was the case. Batista. I'm not. You can say the his, animal Batista. You can say his last name as often as you like. His name is the animal Batista. It does not ring a bell. Oh with my me. god. Okay, just Google Batista. He's, but he's a movie star now. Now he is. That's what matters. Now he is. He's in a new movie with Daniel Craig called Glass Onion, which is a sequel to Knives Out. I don't know if you saw that yes. mur murder mystery. That was great. Which I love. Ryan Johnson film. Yes. It's going to be in theaters on November 23rd, and then we'll drop on Netflix December 23rd. So if you want to see it early, you have to get into a theater. But he's working with Daniel Craig for the second time because they also filmed the James Bond movie Spectre in 2015 together. Yeah. And so in a recent interview, he was asked the difference in the experiences, and he said that... Daniel Craig was miserable as James Bond on the Spectre set. 
Not so much that he's a miserable person. Right. But he said you could see the pressure, the weight of the world was on right. this guy's head. And he was having to do incredible physical stuff on a daily basis. And he was being ground down. He said on this set, he was laughing and joking. And, you know, you just had to talk wow. in this movie. And that yeah. made all the difference. But he said it's a great time. They had a great film, a great film experience. So I can't I'm wait to see it. Seeing it. Disney Plus, very happy with their new animated Star Wars project, Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, it was good. Have you watched it already? Well, they're very short. Say it's like six shorts, and all like twenty minutes each. Oh, really? It's very short. You watched them all? Yeah. Oh, boy. Not hard to watch six twenty-minute things. No, you got all the time in the world. Unless I ask you to do something, you're like oh, I'm very busy. Well, yeah, I make time for Star Wars. I know Star Wars you is very do. Important. It is the number two most in-demand new show in all of streaming. No surprise there. That's I good. Andor is better. Andor's so good. Is it? So good. It looks like a lot. It looks like it. It's it, heavy. It, it looks like it asks a lot of me. No. No. It's, it's good. Mm. It's real good. I'll give it a shot. Andy Serkis is great in it. You know what I have to see first? What? Al. Weird Al. Weird. Oh, I gotta see that too. Called. Yeah. Al, the weird Yankovic weird. story. It's weird. Oh, weird. It's the weird. Al Yankovic. The Al Yankovic story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta see that first. It's on Roku. Yes, Roku. So I, got I knew I held on to my Roku for something. <laughs> I've been sitting on it for but you have a Roku? 12 years now, waiting waiting for something to do with Roku. i got to go find one in a parking uh, lot somewhere. Yeah, I got my Roku ready to go, baby. <laughs> it's also the nickname for my penis. <laughs> my Roku. It gets streaming. That's great. <laughs> it does stream. Today's celebrity birthdays, all these stars born on November 10th. Lyricist Tim Rice, well, maybe one of the best in the business. 78 years old today, famous for his collaborations with Andrew Lloyd Webber, of course. They wrote many musicals together. He also worked with Bjorn and Benny from ABBA when they wrote Chess together. Mm -hmm. Bangkok, oriental setting. But the city doesn't know what the city is getting. My favorite lyrics of all time. But Morin Frankenstein? Morin Frankenstein. Morin Frankenstein. More likely known to our audience is his work with uh, the Walt Disney Company. Did the lyrics for Aladdin, yeah. Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, the stage adaptation. Here's a little bit of his work from Aladdin. Comedian Sinbad, 66 today. Mackenzie Phillips from One Day at a Time is 63. Hugh Bonneville from Downton Abbey, but more importantly, from Goddamn uh, what? Paddington. The Paddington films. The Paddington film. He's Mr. Brown in the Paddington films. Okay. So good. Wow. 50, uh, is that Pat? Is it Paddington? Yeah, Paddington. Paddington Bear. Yeah, Paddington Bear. 59 years old today. Country singer Donna Fargo is 81. I'm the happiest girl in the whole USA. I loved my mother, but she played that fucking song way too much in my house for many years. God damn it. I just brought back some awful, Seems awful so memories. I just... I'm the happiest girl in the whole USA. Just imagine listening to that over and over oh, again that's... at home. I'm the happiest girl. heard 30 seconds of it. I can tell you're already getting angry. I, I, can, I see where it comes from now. Tommy Davidson from In Living Colors 59. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. The great Tracy Morgan is 54. Ellen Pompeo from Grey's Anatomy is 53. Rapper Warren G turns 52. 
I think I'm going down. I can't believe it's happening in my own town. If I had wings, I would fly. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. Sixteen in the clip and one in the hole. Nate Dog is about to make some bodies turn cold. Now they dropping and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dog and Warren G had to regulate. Mm. It's like me and Eddie. Regulators. Regulators. Mount up. Walton Goggins from The Unicorn and The Shield. And an amazing turn in The Righteous Gemstones on HBO. I, I saw the first half of the first season. I haven't watched the whole thing. You son I of a haven't bitch. watched it. You, oh, I thought you had all the time in I the don't because I'm watching Star Wars and Andor and stuff. you got to watch Gemstones. It's brilliant. <laughs> He's 51. Taron Edgerton. Welsh actor and singer, best known, I guess, for Kingsman. I was gonna say Rocket Man. I don't oh. know. It's it's he's always yeah, Kingsman to Kingsman. me. Yeah, he's great. Man. He's just thirty four years old, and the kids. Got, wow, he's only thirty four. Got the world by the ass. Son of a bitch. Speaking of people, you can't believe are the age they are. <laughs> that was a that was a uh, creaky segue. <laughs> I must admit. Speaking of the way the thing <laughs> that was not edited together that actually came out of a human being in that in that order with that delivery it was not manipulated in any way speaking of a person who please press one kiernan shipka you don't know that name but if you've watched mad men you didn't watch mad men i didn't watch mad men there's other star wars stuff i was watching i'm sure she played Don Draper's little girl, her little his little daughter on that show. Yeah, she's twenty three years old now. No, what's happening? It's there. Time, time doesn't is stop happening. ever. And singer guitarist Jim Atkins of Jimmy Eat World is forty seven. It just takes some time. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now it's time for us to explore the many facets of human sexuality as we fling open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. Today's topic comes from Seth Berry. Seth said, we've been talking a lot about cabbage recently. Well, a little bit, yeah. And he said, did you know there's an 18th century euphemism for sex that involves cabbages? I didn't know that. When people were having sex, it was said that they were taking a turn among the cabbages. Okay. <laughs> Do you... Would you like to take a turn among the cabbages? No, I would not. Thank you very much. Wouldn't you like? Oh, them good. Please take like a turn right. among it's, the cabbages. Sounds like farts in here. <laughs> he said it might be fun to take a look at other historical euphemisms for sex. Okay. Here's the thing. Many of the euphemisms we use today, humping, shagging, getting frisky, right. even the good old fuck. <laughs> these are not modern inventions. Mm. These have been around for hundreds of years. Okay. Fuck may be the oldest. First recorded use of fuck in the English language goes back to 1508. Wow. So we're not inventing anything new here, kids. No. But there have been fancy slang ways of saying having sex throughout the ages, largely because you couldn't say it openly right. among, in polite society. Yeah, you had to use code. In many cultures. So they came up with 
some often hilarious, <laughs> complicated allusions, allegories to talk about having sexual okay. intercourse. So I thought we'd take a look at some of the most famous through 25 of the most famous wow. sexual euphemisms okay. throughout history. Back in the 1500s, this is a famous one, to make the beast with two backs. <laughs> I've heard that yeah, one. Yeah, that's one that has lasted. <laughs> uh, Iago uses it in Othello. Uh, so Shakespeare kept that one alive. But the beast with two backs yes. is, is legendary. This one's interesting from the 1300s. To give someone a green gown. A <laughs> no one wants that. Now, this sounds weird, <laughs> but it's very specific. It means to have sex in the grass or on a hillside. Green gown. So when you're having sex with someone yeah. in the grass, when they get up, They've got grass all grass over. stains oh. and grass all over them. So you gave them the green gown. Oh, God, green itch. That'd be so That's itchy. That's kind of cool. It's so itchy. I do say I gave her the green gown. It's so green. So green. Yeah. Uh, from the 1700s mm -hmm. to engage in a three to one. A three to one. A three to one. So, so like three to one. Oh! No, it was having to do with odds. Odds. Three to one. Okay. The odds are three to one. That you're going to come? And bound to lose. The rest of the uh, <laughs> saying would go, saying that may, this is a gamble. Maybe you would get lucky. Maybe you oh. wouldn't. So we're engaging in a three to one. I the don't odds, think they're going to say yes or no. The yeah. odds of whether you were going to have intercourse with a woman on any one. given day was three to one. Gotcha. So you're engaging in a three to one. I see. This one's weird from okay. the 1700s also. Let's make feet for children's stockings. What the fuck, man? <laughs> no. Let's make feet for children's what? stockings. <laughs> that could get so confusing if someone mentions that. Wouldn't it be easy to just say, let's make a baby? Yeah. Let's, let's make feet for children's stockings. <laughs> How about the rest of the kids? Don't put their feet in stockings. You don't want just the feet. You don't want to make just feet. You want a whole kid. <laughs> wow. Be careful what you ask for. Here's a good one from the 1500s. The shaking of the sheets. Oh, that's a good yeah, one. That's I like that one. one. We might have to bring that back. Shaking the sheets. The shaking of the sheets. Go shake the sheets, baby. It's time for the shaking of the sheets. <laughs> you can't say shake the sheets. That sounds like something from the 70s, man. What? You have to say the shaking of the sheets. The shaking of the sheets. That sounds like a pageant. That sounds like something they would do. Thou shalt shake the sheets. Throughout the center of town. And now it is time for the shaking of the sheets. <laughs> bring out your sheets. This is a good one from the 1300s. Okay. This may be one of the oldest. In the service of Venus. <laughs> oh, man. The goddess of love. Exactly. Right? Roman goddess of love. Yeah. So if you're making love, you're in the Servicing. service of Venus. Yeah, yeah. This one's weird from the 1500s. Let's play Nug-a-Nug. Nug-a-Nug. <laughs> it obviously refers to some game they were playing in the 1500s, but it never survived. No one knows what nug-a-nug means. Nug-a-nug. -nug. I know they, what it means. They took it to mean something saucy as well. If you nug -nug. want nug-a-nug. Would you like to play a little nug-a-nug? Play some nug-a-nug. Let's play some nug-a-nug. Mm -mm. This is my favorite. What? From the 1600s. To shoot. Twixt wind and water. <laughs> Twixt wind and water. Twixt wind and water. <laughs> now think about it. Wind yeah. was a euphemism in the 1600s for passing gas. Uh -huh. And water, yeah. passing water, was urine. So if you shoot twixt the wind and the water, you're, trying to get right between you're getting them. into the vagina. That's kind of genius. <laughs> I shall shoot twixt wind and water. I mean, that's, gotta get, that's a panty dropper, right? That yeah. line. My lady, I shall shoot twixt wind and water. 
Ride Below the Crupper. Crupper? You want to ride below the crupper? No, not that. From the 1500s? A crupper was a piece of horse riding kit that kept the horse's tail up in the air. Okay. So if you rode beneath the crupper, you're, you were doing butt stuff. You were getting some So that's butt. a euphemism for butt stuff. Butt stuff, wow. yeah. The 1500s way of saying, let's have some anal that, sex. That's our first uh, butt sex It is euphemism. our first, yes. Okay. To dance the Paphian jig. Paphian? Yes. This is also related to a sex goddess. Oh. Paphos was a city on Cyprus, and it was sacred to the cult of Aphrodite, who was the goddess of love, the oh. goddess of love for the Greeks. Okay. So if you danced the Paphian jig, it meant you were, uh, you were digging it. Yeah. For a woman to have her corn ground <laughs> in the 1800s meant that uh, there probably was someone uh, repeatedly grinding her corn with a stone, if you know what I'm saying. I think I do. To make butter with one's tail. Okay, I get that. Like a churn. Butter churn. Butter churn. And if, you're, if your ass is up in the air yeah. and it's sort of churning away and it looked like you were making butter, you were making <laughs> butter with one's tail. <laughs> Uh, grope for trout in a peculiar river. Peculiar river. Yes. That also comes from Shakespeare. Grope for trout in a peculiar river. One of the most, uh, most of the ridiculous terms for fingering I've ever heard in that my life. That is a finger bang euphemism? That's a fingering I guess you're euphemism. groping. You're groping for trout in a peculiar river. So you're looking, you're looking for, <laughs> you're fishing with your hand in a unique place. <laughs> to pierce the hogshead. Okay. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Hogshead, by the way, was a large measure of wine or liquor, came in a big casket. Mm-hmm. And in order to open it, you would pierce the side of it with a knife, pop it open, and that's how you would drink from it. Right. So a euphemism for having sex, if you pierced a maiden's hogshead, oh. you were also... <laughs> Let me get a look at that hogshead. This is a good one. <laughs> Take a turn at Bushy Park. <laughs> here's the thing it's not what you think it is what's bushy park bushy park is an actual park in london oh. where prostitutes used to hang oh, okay so it's a location so if you're taking a turn at bushy park it you're... meant you were probably scoring with a lady oh, of the evening i like bushy park to engage in some saint george this is what we now call the cowgirl position St. George famously rode a dragon, uh-huh. so this means the girl is on top if you're okay. engaging in the old St. George. The old St. George. Yes. Feed the dumb glutton. That was a reference to a woman's vagina in the 1700s. The dumb glutton. The dumb glutton. Right? To the vagina. So re- the dumb for the woman. How about the woman? I thought hog's head was bad. Feed the dumb glutton. No. Can't get enough meat. The glutton can't. <sighs> the glutton is sacred and beautiful. That's what I'm saying. Uh, make whoopee, of course. And then lastly, to wind somebody's little ball of yarn. Oh, yes. <laughs> Winding someone's ball of yarn from the 1800s. What does that even mean? Well, you're, uh, the ball of yarn yeah. is a, a woman's maidenhead <sighs> with her hair. Oh, there the hair is the and you're and the, winding it up and, and you're winding it on if you if you're like lo- on a loom or you're winding right. uh, yarn on a sp- on a spi- on a spigot not right. a spigot a spiral a, a spool s- a spool yeah then you were winding the ball of yarn right and so you're using your spool to wind the ball of I yarn I don't even know how that is anything just have sex okay. just have sex just with her nug a nug play some nug a nug play some nug a nug apparently it was a folk song from the from Scotland which would advise Men that winding maids balls of yarn will cost them dearly. Oh, so don't be going around winding yarn. Pick pick your yarn carefully. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> so there you go. Some famous euphemisms from the past. 
Thank God we've just passed get down all to that. DTF, man. Let's just have just sex. Fuck. Let's just have <laughs> sexy time here at Ralph Sex University. All right, kids. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tomorrow. Of course, it's a Friday. Come here. Come That means Video Vault. We will also be giving some stuff away, hopefully, with the Garmy Game Show. More of your entertainment news and phone calls, all kinds of good stuff. Tonight, 7 p.m., however, all are welcome for the first time. Come one, come all. Our live viewing party of a live Ralph Report recording session, so we'd love to have you on hand. Meanwhile, we'll talk to you tomorrow. In order to do that, though, you got to take care of you, so I'm asking you. Stay good in the hood because life is life we want yours to be long happy and healthy okay so take care of yourselves and we'll talk to you tomorrow until then please remember i love you i mean it bye ha ha so ha i got it ha ha bye bye think a better dance now bye